I'm sure I gave him a copy. I'm sure I gave our enemy Chuck a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably th- did burn it though. Yeah, he probably did. He probably never read it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he burned it before he could even read it. Exactly. I was kind of uh, unfortunately inspired by that toe touch ship bomb zine mm, a little bit. Like I wanted to kind of push buttons as much as possible like Chuck was doing. But then mm. I realized that I, that's not me naturally. Right. Like I am a horrible person, but a, you're not a Chuck level I'm not a Chuck person. level horrible I mean, person. Jesus. I can't, I, I couldn't even match his level if I tried. to accelerative thrust i am dan and i'm eric and this is sweet i like the way you said that by the way sweet sweet actually the only reason why it's sweet is because uh, of the fact that uh you uh sounded so legit when you said it like oh yeah honestly it doesn't sound like you're actually saying it it sounds like (laughs) you're hitting a button like a sound effect sweet do it again uh, let me find the button here. Just a second. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're just pressing a button. That's awesome. Oh, here. Let me try this other button. That's sweet. <laughs> so that one's not as good. Let's try this one. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Woo. Sounds good. To here me. we sounds go. We're back. So, uh, we have revealed <laughs> everything. Uh, just like Slipknot with Tortilla Man yeah what happened with the tortilla I, man i don't know i guess they Let's revealed see. the identity of tortilla oh, man. oh good i was, I, I, I would look it up sleep. but i don't have my phone admittedly so well, here it is it says ever since he joined the band the identity of tortilla man has been in question <laughs> so what everyone the hell so, on, is it tortilla man come on so let me get this let me get this straight Okay. A whole fan base of maggots, because that's <laughs> the Slipknot fan base. I mean, they're still called maggots, right? Uh, as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> like like Juggalos. You know, Slipknot yeah. has the maggots. ICP has the Juggalos. And they if you like both, then you're a Juggajet. You're a Juggajet. They were wondering, um, well, who, who is this tortilla man? That, you know, <laughs> like, that's interesting to me. What? I didn't even know Slipknot had a Tortilla Man, did you? Yeah, I had heard about Tortilla Man. Okay. I thought that if I joined uh, Slipknot, I would be Burrito Man. <laughs> mm. I'd be like an overstuffed tortilla. You know, I'm starting uh, to like the sounds of this Slipknot band. They're starting to sound delicious mm. to me. <laughs> uh, so uh, you got a Burrito Man and a Tortilla Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think I would be the fajita. And taco bro. kid. Taco kid. And then yeah. I would be the fajita bro. So there you go. Uh, a whole band playing metal from Iowa about food. Apparently. Imagine that. Well, okay, anyway, so- but Tortilla Man is actually, looks like his name is Panchero. 
Panchero. Pancheros. Uh-huh. So no, his name is Michael Pafaf. And I'm not joking. Pafaf. Pafaf. P-F-A-F-F. Pafaf. That sounds oddly familiar. Well, he, oddly plays, familiar. he plays keyboards in Sean Clown Cron's side project, Dirty Little Rabbits. So that's probably where you've heard of it. Uh huh. Interesting. Huh. Uh, has he played in anything else? Does it reveal like, uh, I don't know, um, is he like in a mariachi band or something? No, no, I don't know why he has a tortilla face. Does he look like a tortilla? He, well, yeah, kind of. He, yeah, yes, he looks like a tortilla, uh, with a bondage gimp zipper mouth with rivets around it. But the rest of it just looks like a, a fried tortilla. I've never had a bondage burrito. If I lived in a city, I would start a place called Bondage Burritos. Isn't that kind of what the, um, you mentioned Poncheros. Yeah. Wouldn't that kind of be what you'd label that? A bondage burrito sort of? Well, like, I mean, you're wrapping yeah. stuff up, you know? But see, at my burrito place, you actually get smacked with the burritos. Oh, so they hit you with it. Yeah. It's like a gotcha. food food kink sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Huh. Thing. That's yeah. so burrito bondage. That is oh. a new thing. Yeah, and you're you're going to invent it. You're going out of your way. God bless you, Eric, for inventing yeah. burrito. The slogan bondage. is bondage Thanks. burritos. There is no safe word. There is no safe word. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Uh, I would go. I would try a bondage burrito. I just don't know what I would put in my bondage burrito. That, <laughs> well, I don't mean, worry. You... One of our burrito daddies will help you figure that out. <laughs> okay. So they're not called employees, but burrito daddies. I'm really like <laughs> burrito daddies could uh, almost oh, be. Okay. Yeah, what about burrito nice. daddies? Yes. Burrito bondage daddy. burritos. Burrito daddy is hot. Yes. Burrito daddy. I that's like it. the sounds of this. I like where this is going. This I'm, is a I'm writing all this. Idea. This is happening. That is. This is your so listeners. Happening. Please visit my um, GoFundMe page to start Burrito Daddy's Bondage Burritos. Yeah, I'm writing this down. I really, it's going to happen. Oh That's. I think it's a great idea. This I is think good. You're I'm something. designing is... a logo right now. Please just hold on. A second. We are starting off the summer right, my friend, with All this right, idea. I drew it. Of bondage burrito it is a burrito it has a it's got like a mask. spiked bracelet around it like a gauntlet uh, mm -hmm. and oh oh shit it's very like vascular a lot of veins mm. it's kind of throbbing <laughs> popping out so it's like a throbbing uh, yeah burrito. oh shit you, this is you, so good <laughs> yeah this is oh my gosh I, I I don't even know where to go from here. Like honestly, Ooh, where do we go? Thank you, <laughs> Slipknot. Getting, you are getting really excited about this. I shirt. am wound up. Uh, T-shirts coming soon. Must be the heat, huh? Yeah, yeah. We have all kinds of sauce. Yeah, we got all kinds of <laughs> sauce and a lot of heat. A lot of heat in that oh, bondage in that man. bondage burrito. Ooh. Oh, we get to name all the sauces. Oh, this is a blast. All this the sauces. Damn you get to blast. name all the meats, too. 
Like the mm. meats are going to be something different than what they actually are. Oh, wow. Unless, okay. well, I guess you don't really eat meat, do you? I don't, but hmm, we can explore that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can always have tofu meat or, yeah. or Satan or Satan. Ooh, yeah. Satan meat. I All like right. that. I like that. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, <laughs> wow. Yeah. We really went down a, a burrito hole there. A burrito hole. You know, that was the news of the century, I believe. Yeah. This is this is your trusted news source, the Accelerative yep. Trust <laughs> podcast. Brought to you by Burrito Daddies. Burrito Daddies. Burritos. Bondage Burritos. Wow. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. We're just letting you know that. This is really happening. I, I can tell when Eric's being serious. The man's voice. Yeah, this is, is the real. sound of me being serious. So real. Um, wow. While you're at it, while you're enjoying Ooh. a bondage burrito, um, you can still message us and ask mm-hmm. us questions about True. music. But, you know, I don't know. Ask or us about burritos, burritos and tortillas. Yeah. And, or bondage. I mean, or bondage, whatever. any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk to us. I have experience. I, I used to work in a porn shop. I can I can help you out with what you need. Uh, what porn shop did you work at? Was that in Iowa City? Yeah, the uh, Adult Pleasure Palace. Uh, <laughs> it's Pleasure Palace. I don't know. It's a vape shop now. So mm, okay, I used to take uh, trips with my friends there, like late at night, just mm, as like mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah, you know, like when we were like eighteen or nineteen, we thought it was funny. Oh yeah, I mean it and, is like, funny. It is funny. It's it's funny and it's fun. It's, yeah, I honestly think everybody should have that experience at least once in their life yeah. go to a uh, adult shop yeah like super late at night at two o'clock you'll meet the most yeah. interesting fascinating people uh, that's that is not an exaggeration Mm-mm. i would say everyone in their life should not ever take a job working there though i i could probably it's see why awesome. that is <laughs> yeah i can I mean, probably see there's awesome moments there's very funny moments but um, sure. for the most part, it's just boredom and creeps. That, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. So. Right. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking, especially like, did you work the late night shift? Overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overnight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I that, could tell you some stories, but I think our podcast would get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI's listening already. Anyway. Shit, they're already listening for the bondage. Videos. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at this uh, internet connection that says FBI van. <laughs> they're not being subtle at all these days. Are they? <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah, like I said, we've got their attention. They're just like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. We got power. Doesn't matter in the end. I mean, that's got to be what they're thinking. You know? probably because what can you do honestly when you're a civilian who can't do anything about it <laughs> like, you know about, what I mean? about being uh monitored, what, monitored by, the, by FBI? the fbi exactly exactly like at the end of the uh, day there's nothing that we can do you can do about it so does it matter if they're being subtle in their wi-fi connection well the way i look at it is either it's a delusion that they are monitoring me or it's a delusion that they're not. Yeah. So either way, it's probably not real. Either way, we're out of our fucking minds no matter <laughs> what. It doesn't, you know. Oh, the FBI. Yeah. But if, if you are listening, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the records that we review, FBI. Yeah. The these Federal were... <laughs> Bureau of Investigation. 
federal burrito daddy. Federal burrito. This is so stupid. Anyway, what were you what were you saying about the records? Sorry. Um, we did pick them with uh, agents in mind. Yes. Like, the what FBI. would the agents enjoy? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, there's some interesting, interesting stuff going on here. Let me tell you, because every single thing that we pick is interesting. Oh, yeah, uh, always. We wouldn't pick why? things that weren't. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't pick things that weren't. <laughs> I just started to pretend that we're actually doing this podcast for the FBI. <laughs> we should totally do that. Like they're listening yeah. in on us, and this is what they get. Yeah, yeah. record. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be. Call them. All this is uh, code. We're going to review these nice strains of records. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice strains of records. Um, <laughs> I got about. A hundred kilos of albums in my garage. <laughs> I heard he died of a sound overdose. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's not far from the truth. Um, it could happen. <sighs> it can happen. Uh, okay. Uh, do we have any other news, Eric? I uh, was really <laughs> lax on the on the news. Or I should we move on and review records? Yeah, probably. I mean. I don't know of any other news. I don't know. Yeah, about, no, nah. th- there just hasn't. I haven't. I don't know. I, well, here's here's my problem. I'll be honest with our listeners. I just didn't really have the time because it's just been so chaotic. So, um, yeah, I. Yeah, uh, well. But next time, next time there well, will be news. Yeah. But let's be real. No, I mean, if anyone's tuning into this podcast for the news, they're kind of fucked. That's true. You're getting fake news 101. Yeah. With us. That's what I meant. They're kind of fake. Yeah. We mispronounced that. We we kind of make it up as we go in case you didn't understand. Okay. So we've got uh, three records that we're going to talk about. Mm hmm. Okay, so let's delve into it. Um, what I picked this week was a longtime favorite. Um, as you know, Eric, I mm-hmm. kind of reference this uh, act all the time uh, because this is my second favorite, uh, well, rap group, but also Slug, who is the MC in Atmosphere, mm-hmm. is my second favorite rapper of all time next to Cool Keith. And so this album, you can't imagine how much fun we're having, is my personal favorite from the group. However, honestly, uh, I decided I was going to pick an Atmosphere album because I remember that you listened to The Day uh, Before Halloween Mm -hmm. um, and you said that you really liked it. Yeah. Atmosphere has been around for a long time and uh, every single one of their albums is pretty different from one another. And especially nowadays, the newer stuff is quite a bit different than what they were doing in like the late nineties and early to mid two thousands. This is my favorite album because I feel like it is a transitional album. First of all, it's got a great title. You can't imagine how much fun we're having. (laughs) Um, And the thing about that title that I really like I kind of view it in a different way now than I did when I first heard it. Cause I didn't really give a lot of thought into like 
maybe what the meaning was or what it was kind of representing. Uh, but this record is a transitional record because it's kind of like the last atmosphere record that he really kind of did like a, I don't want to say hardcore, but it's sort of the last time that you really heard slug and ant do like this really sort of underground backpack boom bap sort of sound, I mm -hmm. guess you could say. I don't really consider atmosphere like a boom back boom bap or backpack rap group or anything like that. Hmm. But there's no question that they come from that scene uh, in Minneapolis and the label rhyme sayers, which slug co-owns. And uh, it's just a really, really great fun record, which I think is, you can't imagine how much fun we're having. It's kind of a little, a little satirical in a way because it is a fun record in a sense, but it's also got some very dark, it goes to some very dark territory. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the lyrics on the album in my mind, now that I listen to it, uh, cause I've been listening to this record for probably 15 plus years now. Mm -hmm. It came out in 2005. Um, listening to it as a 41 year old uh, now, it sort of seems like he was kind of communicating almost like the end of an era and like some of the, like it almost, he kind of talks about in particular the song Say Hey There. Um, he kind of talks a lot about disappearing or sort of like running away. Mm -hmm. And you kind of hear that all throughout the album lyrically you kind of hear him sort of there, there is a little like sort of like battle rap stuff that kind of is going on, like where it does kind of feel like slug is just kind of calling out other underground rappers, or maybe he's sort of maybe kind of getting tired of existing in this sort of sound that atmosphere was doing. And mm -hmm. if that were the case, I can't say that that's exactly what it was, but if that were the case, it would make total sense because the follow-up album was a completely different sound. But there's a lot of really great samples. And mm -hmm. Slug, the, one of the reasons why he's my second favorite rapper is because he's just so clever lyrically. There's just mm -hmm. so many hilarious, odd, but also like, I can't think of very many other rappers that sort of makes you do like a double, at least for me, it makes me do kind of like a double take of like, wait, what did he just say there? Mm -hmm. Sort of thing. A lot of times it's not necessarily super wordy or super overly complicated, like Aesop rock or something, you know, it's mm -hmm. very direct. I kind of feel like slug is one of those introspective lyricists in rap that is just able to communicate what he's trying to say in a song very very well one of the best at it as far as i'm concerned and mm -hmm. then the other half of the group and i still think as popular as atmosphere is and how much of a fan base they have i still think ant is a very underrated producer one of the best to do it as far as i'm concerned there's so many really interesting cool samples throughout this entire record and the way that it's kind of structured it almost feels like a mixtape i kind of think again that's sort of a play on the title like i don't know if the title really had much to do with the overall feeling of the record i don't think they could have picked a better title for the record in my mind it kind of seems like they really thought about that title 
Mm-hmm. For example, the end of the arrival, the first song, there are all these like little clips where he f- finds like a combination of singers and I don't know, news clips and rappers who say the word atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is sort of an homage to um, a skit that was on the first De La Soul record, Three Feet High and Rising, called Cool Breeze on the Rocks. Hmm. They did the same thing. Uh, there's also Bill Cosby samples mm-hmm. <laughs> that are really funny. Now, I know Bill Cosby is more than problematic these days. Um, mm-hmm. Probably always has been, <laughs> but we just didn't know it. But the samples are from this record called Bill Cosby Talks to Kids About Drugs, which is still, to me, just one of the craziest records that's ever existed. <laughs> but it fits really perfectly Um with the song Panic Attack, which is just this really like noisy sort of chaotic atmospheric song where, I don't know, Slug's vocals on that one are very distorted and kind of Mm -hmm. has this like almost like nightmarish texture to it. It almost gets into the vein of like industrial rap or something, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. not quite there, you know? Uh, But there's also just some really really great clever lyrics like i don't know one of my favorites is uh when the game when the game gets in a tight spot my name is slug you can find me in the a's of your ipod <laughs> i mean it's 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 silly but it's yeah. just it's clever too because it's like yeah you know atmosphere is the name of the group and just stuff mm-hmm. like that and also when he like raps about like you know the cars driving by like he's getting older they're just bumping this bass and like mm-hmm. 2005 he's like Cars drive by with the booming systems. I must be getting old because the bass sounds ridiculous. And nowadays, everybody's biting Tupac. So fucking I'm going to stand over here and do the moonwalk. It's really great. You know, a really great lyric. It's very simple. But again, mm-hmm. it's like very direct, you know, and, and it's not even really that simple. It's like I could probably never think of a lyric like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just it's so good. Like his delivery is just so good. And then. Coupled with ants, there's a reason why Slug and Ant have done this for like, I think it's going on 13 or 14 albums now. Honestly, like Atmosphere is one of the few that has that level of longevity. You can't imagine how much fun we're having. It's sort of, I think, an overlooked record in their discography. It's not really a record that people talk about um, as being a classic in the Atmosphere catalog, but it is my personal favorite. And actually, I struggled with what Atmosphere record I was going to pick. But this, this ends up being my favorite one. I think that it's, for one thing, it's, I think it's the shortest one. There's only 13 songs and it's just, it just seems like a statement. I'm here. I'm going to let you know what's going on and then I'm out. And then, you know, I'm going to come back in another two or three years and we're going to kind of change some things up. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's sort of, that's sort of what I got from it. Now, of course, that's me having an interpretation to the context of, being an atmosphere fan when I was pretty much since I was like 18 years old anyway. So, uh, yeah. What did you think about it, Eric? So I remembered, um, that we had listened to an atmosphere record before Mm -hmm. and I really liked it, but I hadn't gone back and listened to everything else. Like I said, I was going to at that point. So I had not heard this before. I really, really liked it eventually. So let me try to explain that. So when it first started, the rapping just seemed a little, a little aggro for me. It just seemed a little, I don't know how to say it, kind of gruff, sort of, kind of had an aggressive edge to it. 
And unfortunately, I kind of associate that with certain things like, I don't know, like ICP or something, just having a rough voice and you're rapping, you know, like that kind of thing. It just, usually I associate it with groups I don't really like that much. So, but with that being said, uh, I got through the first song and then uh, got to the second song and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And the further it went, the more I realized it is really an amazing record on all accounts. So like the vocals, eventually I started to understand that there may be more, it's more of a delivery sort of like LL Cool J or something like kind of <clears throat> almost laid back, but with that gruff tone. So I, I started to understand it a little bit. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the lyrics are amazing. You almost get like lost in them. Like you almost can't keep up yeah. with all the turns of phrase and all the clever things and all just all of it. It almost at times it almost became sort of a musical element to me, like where I started mm -hmm. to not even hear the words anymore. It's just so constant and consistently good that you, like I said, you almost can't keep up. I did end up liking this, the, the style slug style, but at first I, um, yeah, like I said, it wasn't really my thing, but I did end up liking it. And the production is amazing. I, it's super, like we always say dense, but this is like impenetrably dense. It's like you have at least, it seems at all times, four or five samples going. Um, mm -hmm. And there are samples that don't seem like they would fit together at all, but they come to get together to create some just really strange and cool elements. Um, I think the song Smart went crazy. That's sort of where I started to be like, wait a minute, this is just wild. It has some crazy intricate sort of baseline uh, a sample of a guitar solo that i would guess is from sympathy for the devil uh mm -hmm. sped up like a uh, to a full octave above or maybe it's like a ring modulator i don't know it sounds nuts it sounds like the um chipmunks version of a guitar solo but right. uh, and it's just funky and like actually funky like funk samples and in that sense, it really, I would put it in the same realm as Paul's Boutique. And I know mm -hmm. that's saying a lot, and I know it probably will piss some people off. But the way that the samples are put together and just sort of the directive of the whole thing, like the purpose of the whole thing, really feels on par with Paul's Boutique. Now, of course, the rapping is totally different, the subject matter, the mood, but yeah, I know that Paul's Boutique is sacred and everything, but I would say if you like that, you like the Dust Brothers production on that, I would listen to this just because I think you'll also kind of um, glob onto that level of sample use. And it, it's it's awesome. Um, and like I said before, I could at times I could barely even pay attention to the rapping because the production literally stole all my attention, like all my bandwidth as a listener was consumed by the production and that's awesome. I, and so I, I really enjoyed it. And again, 
I really do need to go back and listen to the rest of the records, but I guess if periodically you're just going to pick one, then I guess I'll hear them all eventually. (laughs) You probably um, will too. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, Well, for my pick, this record, I, it came out in 2019 and I have, I discovered it basically probably at the beginning of 2021 uh, end of 2020. And so I kept putting it off because I figured they would come out with a new record that would make more sense to review. But turns out that the band priests, they yeah. are on hiatus. So this may be it for at least a while. This record is called the seduction of Kansas right off the bat. I will say that to me, this checks so many of the boxes of the things that I like. Um, that it makes it beyond an enjoyable listen to me. It, it it turns it into almost a transcendent experience. And I haven't really experienced that maybe since we reviewed the Perfume Genius record, mm-hmm. um, where I was just like, every song, I literally can't pay attention to anything around me because I'm I, I'm just consumed with this, the sound. Uh, so priests are a band from Washington, D.C., Katie Alice Greer on vocals, Danielle Danielle on drums, and G.L. Jaguar on guitar. This, to me, is pretty straightforward, sort of no-wave, just no-wave worship. I don't know how else to put it. The music, to me, sounds like an updated sort of New York, new-wave, no-wave sound. It's very sparse. It's angular. It has a lot of motoric rhythms really tom heavy uh rhythms sort of like a bow wow wow sort of thing at times there's elements of electronics but for the most part i would say this sounds like a band a guitar bass or i guess it's just guitar drums and vocals and it sounds like it It, so like i said very sparse vocally i would say that katie alice greer elements of debbie harry um Allison Staten from uh, Young Marble Giants and Deborah Eyal from Romeo Void. And actually, those are also musical elements that I hear to all of those groups. So musically, uh, a lot of Young Marble Giants. And I know if any listeners out there know of a band or a scene or something that predates Young Marble Giants and sort of led to their sound, they probably are think I'm an idiot or are sick of hearing me talk about young marble giants as if they're the um, big bang of a certain sound. (laughs) But to me, they are. I mean, they are uh, ground zero for a very specific type of music and a very specific sound. So uh, they're going to get mentioned by me a lot. And that's just the way it is. So like I said, elements of young marble giants, some more like earlier earlier 2000s kind of stuff too, like the yeah, yeah, yeahs or uh, TV on the radio, a little bit of like chromatics, like the Johnny Jewel stuff. And yeah, the Cure, uh, Romeo Void, and a lot of the Cocteau Twins, actually, uh, especially the Head Over Heels album, very similar. Um, But yeah, I think the songs are really cool. The lyrics are really fun. It's ethereal and kind of, trippy and and has that element to it but it also i think they're trying to make enjoyable music i wouldn't call it pop but it's accessible and you can sing along with it 
I don't know. I can't really say enough about it. It's one of the, again, one of those records where it's just like, it did it so perfectly and met so many of the desires I might have for hearing music that I don't have much else to say about it, except that I loved it. And I think people would love it too. So what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I really like this a lot. What I really liked about it, I actually think that the singer's voice was actually really unique. I, I could definitely hear comparisons, like you were saying, to Debbie Harry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard a little bit of like Liz Fair as well, mm-hmm. sort of in that. The singer from Missing Persons. And mm-hmm. actually, there there was almost like an element of like that Missing Persons mm-hmm. sort of stuff. I don't know if you ever listened to much Missing Persons a bit. before. Yeah. But I like, I, I really, really liked her voice a mm-hmm. lot. But I also think that kind of like what you were saying, Eric, there uh, had a very no wave element mm-hmm. where I think that there were a lot of interesting notes and chord choices kind of going on. I really liked sort of the dreamy atmospheric feel in the background that was kind of going on a lot. Uh, that's where I think I could definitely see the comparison to the Cocteau Twins mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but I, I, I like the fact that there was always something really interesting to listen yeah. to. Like when the performance was kind of like, like you were saying, you don't really want to call it pop necessarily because it's mm-hmm. not really conventional pop. Mm-hmm. I would say it's maybe an interesting take yeah. uh, or like an unconventional take on pop music. Mm-hmm. But the song structures are definitely not conventional. But they would be playing like this this part that had some melody or whatever. And then all of a sudden just kind of go into like this, like what you were saying, kind of like this trippy part that almost made it, it almost made it sound psychedelic at times. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't remember what the name of the song was, but it's one of the last songs I want to say around track nine or 10, where they kind of, it was like this really, really great song, great melody. And then it just kind of broke off into like this bridge Mm-hmm. where it almost sounded like a dub band for like a little bit yeah. with like these weird, like the bass line mm-hmm. really reminded me of that. Well, that one band that uh, I think it was, was it ESG? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. ESG, like something, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Like there was, right. it was really bass heavy. And then yeah. all of a sudden there's like the synth that came in and it just really like, um, I don't know. It blew my mind. Like mm. that part specifically blew my nice. mind, but the entire record really blew my mind. Uh, I got to admit that the like at the very beginning of the first song, mm-hmm. I kind of thought, hmm, yeah, so this is, I actually thought it was going to be like, kind of like a pop band at first. Like, yeah. like, you know, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, okay, but you know, let's see where this goes. And it really went like very quickly. It went yeah. into a lot of interesting places, man. It's so good. Um, yeah, I would say if you like Blondie, if you like Missing Persons, and I, for me, I heard some Liz Fair. Maybe that's kind of weird, but hmm. for me, I kind of heard that a little bit. Like, particularly like her uh, the second album, Whip Smart, because mm-hmm. she kind of did some shoegazy type stuff on hmm. that a little bit. And I would say this. There were times where this almost went into shoegaze territory, but not quite. And then also, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I would even say if you like the Pixies Mm -hmm. or Sonic Youth, even Hum or like the Smashing Pumpkins or really anything that kind of has that sort of dreamy sort of texture. Um, 
yeah, this, this was really a, a grand slam, man. I really cool. like this a lot. Yeah. And the other thing about it is it's another case where you really just shouldn't judge a book by its cover because judging from the cover, I thought it was going to be like a seventies classic rock. <laughs> yeah. Band or the, something. the covers uh, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's funny. It's like out of time. It's like, yeah. it looks like sort of a modern fashion kind of thing. Like the font is very fashion oriented. And then the picture, I don't know. Yeah. You guys will just have to see it, whatever. Yeah. And but, it's not a bad cover. It's but just, it, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem representative of the music, like, or at least it's, it's kind of unassuming, you know? Right. I should also say that it's not all just shoegaze uh, sort of mellow ethereal stuff. Like it's not, not at all. No. It, it's pretty fun overall. Like the song Seduction of Kansas, the second song, there's a part where she's just belting it out and it sounds great. And the, the music's moving along. And then she's singing White Castle, Pizza Hut, and even Applebee's. Like, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're yeah. singing about Applebee's? Like, that might work for that one shitty country song, but, you know, for the most part. Wait, are you talking about the yeah. Applebee's commercial where it's like, oh, no, then chicken fried, cold yeah. beer on a Friday? Yeah, that's um the that's, Zach Brown band, Chicken Fried. That shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like modern country at all, huh? Well, I don't know about that. I don't, I actually don't know. You mean you don't that. like that song? Going down a dirt road. I don't like, okay. This is going to make me sound like a dick and that's fine. I don't care anymore, but I don't <laughs> like songs that just promote not trying. Like, I don't like them. I just, what? Yeah. It's like, there was this song a while back about the kind of woman I am or something and not any man of mine, not Shania Twain, but it was like, it was basically like, I'm the kind of lady that, shops at walmart in her sweatpants and and i'm a real lady and stuff and it was I, I always was just like well fine i mean we are all real people but should we tout that like should we be proud of it i don't know I, I think we that should finding, not be proud of being human at all no not human just i just think people celebrating being mediocre is annoying yeah it that's is all that's all that. Like I wear t-shirts and jeans. Well, who the fuck doesn't? I mean, who cares? You're going to write a song about that? <laughs> yes, Jesus I am. Christ. <laughs> I think I am. I think I'm really going to write a yes, song. Yes, we eat that. food, we drink cold beer. Yeah. We drink we cold beer. go to Applebee's. Fine. <laughs> Grats. Do, do you really go to Applebee's here? No, but okay. that's because I'm an elitist asshole. <laughs> See, there's two two extremes to everything. That's true. That's but they true. wouldn't listen to my songs. They wouldn't like by, those either. <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention that um, in the atmosphere review. Yes. He even samples himself. Whoa. That's yeah. Cool. Atmosphere samples atmosphere. I love on that, that album. Sorry about that. I oh, just that's okay. completely forgot about that. Um, I, I was going off. I needed to, <laughs> we needed to change the subject. No, well, no, I, I kind of agree with you. And I was being kind of a, an ass by like saying, uh, oh, all humans should hate themselves. Well, I just, I don't know. Leave this all in, Eric. I am. I, I'm going to. I'm going to let people <laughs> just hear me be an asshole. 
We should do an episode that's like, it's Dan and Eric from the Accelerator Thrust. Like you've <laughs> never heard them before. <laughs> Unfiltered. Yeah. Unedited. Just pauses and coughs and throat clears and bullshit. <laughs> Thousands of ums and likes and honestlies. And in my opinions, there will be thousands of those. So get ready. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and all the glitches. Like, you won't believe all the glitches. Sorry to all right. off on the common people. Just, <laughs> if I ever write a song about my truck, shoot me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what about your van? Uh, I mean, vans are a little different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did write a song about a van, my van once. Did you? Yeah, it's called Ultra Van. Ultra Van? Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was a gimpy song. Was it really? Uh, unreleased material. Uh-huh. There's tons of it. I can imagine. Because it all came out before the album. Or, or happened before the album, I bet. Uh, maybe it was after the after. album. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of that stuff was probably going to be on the second album. Right. Yep. Okay. But gotcha. I hate second albums. So, you know, <laughs> that's how it is. Second mm-hmm. albums suck. Name one good one. No, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind's pretty good, I guess. Kerplunk. Yeah, I mean that's all right. Anima? Yeah, there's I've never heard of any albums. of these. What are you talking about? I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> paranoid? What? what are you talking about, Eric? <laughs> Who's that by? <laughs> You're paranoid. You think that second records are out to get you like the FBI. Sophomore slumps. Sophomore slumps. It's the sophomore slump of the year. Anyway. <laughs> We should do a sophomore slump episode. That we should actually the worst yeah. second albums. The worst second albums. Yes, absolutely. For anyone listening, Dan and I just went on a really long bullshit tangent about nothing, and it's all getting edited. So yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about our local release, the Vaughn Avance. That's how I'm gonna say it. If it's the Vaughn Events or Vaughn Advance, I'm sorry but I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say the Vaughn Avance because that sounds fun. The record is called Stoned Together, came out in 2021. I only became aware of this because I started following someone on Instagram because they seemed kind of tuned into a lot of cool shows happening. And so then I looked at their profile and it, it said they were associated with the Vaughn Avance somehow and that is literally all i know so i decided to check it out uh the vonavants are from des moines and they've been around a while the first thing on Bandcamp shows that it came out in 2014 so that's quite a long time uh that they've been around uh this unfortunately is the first time i've heard them and members of the Vonavants, I'm sorry if we've been in the same spaces or at the same places and I don't remember. Yeah, I apologize. But this is the first time I've heard it. And I was really, really blown away by this. I think, and this is not, I'm not going into specifics and I'm not talking about anyone that we reviewed on the show. I'm just talking about in general. I think you give a little bit of leeway to local releases. I think you, when you listen to them, you think, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, The production's really good and the songs are good. And, but it, 
always still has kind of a local feel to it. Not always, but sometimes. And um, this truly doesn't on any level to me. I I loved it. Uh, it's really cool and dopey. It's druggy, uh, which shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, it's called Stone Together, the record. It's really natural too. None of it feels forced even for a second. And yeah, it's really lo-fi, folky, trippy, quirky, soulful. I don't know. I can come up with all kinds of descriptive words for it. But really, it, at its core, it kind of feels like a soul group, okay? But also like a 60s psychedelic group too. So somewhere in the middle of those things and a lot of garage rock and a lot of other trippy stuff. So there's like warbly tapes. Uh, there's weird electronic rhythms. There's out of tune, acoustic guitars, garage rock, electric guitars. Yeah. Uh, so it really did a lot for me. I liked it so much. A couple of standouts that I would say won't be long is seriously amazing say it is one of the most singable sing-alongable songs that i've heard in a long time i've probably listened to it 10 times since i had started to review this uh and um is amazing there's six sort of regular regular kind of songs and that doesn't mean that they're all the same like i said there's elements of freak folk psychedelic but there's also it reminds me a lot of uh, the Sonics in places, the Holy Modal Rounders. You might know them from the song, I Want to Be a Bird. It's on the um, Easy Rider soundtrack. It's a pretty strange song and actually a pretty strange group, but really good. Uh, parts reminded me of Sid Barrett a little bit. Uh, but mostly when it comes down to it, this reminds me a lot of their Satanic Majesty's Request by the uh, Rolling Stones. I think that just the construction and how they approached it and even the sounds, the guitars, uh, even the songs in places, very reminiscent of that, which for me is great. That's my, I, I'm going to get a lot of flack. Actually, I'm not. No one ever responds to anything we say. So I'll just say it. Their Satanic Majesty's Request is probably my favorite Rolling Stones album. And I know that's probably the least favorite for most everyone else so but yeah it's really cool the last song is more of a um long form sort of music concrete slash found sound slash cut up track and i don't know the motivation of it like i don't know if it was supposed to be sort of a found sound cut up or if it's supposed to be like you're scrolling through radio stations but there is sort of this momentum that it, it seems to follow some sort of, sort of arc as far as moving forward in time. I don't know if that sounds a little too crazy to say, but anyway, so yeah, the last track is sort of a long form found sound kind of thing. Uh, it clocks in at about 15 minutes. It's cool, uh, but it is totally different than the other tracks, uh, which the other tracks, I'd have a hard time telling you which one was my favorite. I really, really liked all of them. And I really like this group. And I am excited to go through more of it. And I mean, possibly have the chance to see them. Yeah, I can't really say enough about it. I thought it was great. Uh, what'd you think, Dan? Yeah, I thought this was uh, really, really cool. 
I um, it's definitely trippy, definitely psychedelic, but there's also like just some really great songwriting, like in all six of the, well, like you said, the six kind of regular songs, if you will. But I also really did like the sort of copy and paste or however you want to describe that last track. Really, really interesting. Like almost like, like a collection of field recordings or something like it almost had like a, like a negative landfill to it or something like really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. This, this album kind of felt to me like listening to an AM radio station, Hmm. probably on psychedelics. It also, I kind of heard a lot of like sort of country elements Mm -hmm. going on here. Like some of it reminded me a little bit of like um, Hank Williams, like sort Mm -hmm. of like the production of like old school country sort of, which I thought was just amazing. I definitely, I don't know, to be honest with you, I struggle with really describing what I'm hearing here. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I don't know. I almost want to say it sounds like if the residents did a country album or something Mm. like in a weird sort of way, like Mm -hmm. I also totally see where you're coming from with it too, Eric, because Mm -hmm. it definitely is. There's a lot of like warbly stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of twang going on Mm -hmm. throughout. Some of it even reminds me of like Beck, like especially like the early sort of like outsider Beck recordings, but Mm -hmm this isn't really outsider music either. I mean, it is kind of, it's, it's weird music. It's strange (laughs) music, or at least it's music that I, like you said, it's actually, some of it is very accessible, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can sing along to it, but it's, it's done through the filter of like oddness, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like almost like something like Ween, but it doesn't really sound like Ween. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some of it kind of reminded me of butthole servers, like, Mm. but you know, it's awesome that like, I struggle to really describe it. Right. I mean, it's cause honestly, the only thing that I can really say is just, just listen to it. I feel like if I compare it to anything, like this is one of those releases where I honestly feel like if I compare it to anything, it's not really going to do it justice. It's Mm -hmm. only like, like the comparisons for this would only kind of be more like, I don't know, I guess like atmosphere or something Mm -hmm. or like the way that you would hear it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like it actually sounding like said band or whatever, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like in other words, Vonavance, I think totally has like their own thing going on. Right. Yeah. And like you were saying, this did not sound like, it, it did not sound like it came from a local band to me. You know what right. I mean? Like th- this was really, really, really good stuff. And I actually uh, list on Spotify of the rest of the records because I was so interesting to me that I want to check out everything else. Yeah. They did throughout. And just judging from the covers of the rest of the records, uh, at least on Bandcamp, look really cool. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I actually had to listen. I actually had to go to Bandcamp to listen to that last track. Oh Yeah. Because yeah. for some reason on the version that they have on Spotify, it only had the six tracks oh, okay. and then the number seven was left off. And so I actually had to go to the Bandcamp version wow. to listen to track seven. Well, there you go, folks. Mm-hmm. Bandcamp. So, yes. So 
Bandcamp is maybe a better thing to support than Spotify anyway. Yeah, I don't probably. know. Maybe. Who I knows? Know. I don't. <laughs> I I I support so many things that I don't need to support, like Dr. Pepper, Zero Sugar. <laughs> I don't need to be supporting it, but I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just a really good example. So yeah, my uh mine would probably be crank. You mean the drug? Yeah, I probably don't need to buy as much crank as I do. Um Okay, because I didn't know if you were talking about the movie Crank or the drug. Crank. Well, I mean, I watch the movie Crank while I'm on my crank. Hey, is that the one that while Mike cranking? Did, didn't Mike Patton do the soundtrack for like Crank Two or something? I like actually that? don't know what Crank is. Is that really a movie? What's it about? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. Hmm. I don't know who's in it. I don't know anything about it. I just remember it's a seeing movie. it. Should we do some shows? We should. We totally should do some shows. All right. Well, this first one is pretty cool. And I'm not just saying that. If you've never listened to the band Cut Worms, you really should. Especially if you like um, things like raining sound or um, maybe King Kong and the barbecue show, like their mellower stuff. But especially if you like the Beatles, and I'm sure Cutworms is very tired of hearing that, but maybe they shouldn't sound so much like the Beatles. Anyway, Cutworms with John Andrews and the Yawns. That's happening today, Tuesday, June 7th at the Raccoon Motel. So I don't know if I'm going to go to that, but I really would like to. I really like Cutworms. They're cool. Okay, so moving on to Wednesday the 8th. This is a show at Purgatory. Again, that is a house venue. So if you want to know uh, where that's at, you could get a hold of me and ask. And um, if you're cool, I'll tell you. But yeah, it's going to be White Phosphorus, uh, Mystic Cross, who is Claire from Dryad, Mall of America, who Ooh. is Phil Mall, and Cenobite, which is described as new body horror music. So that's very interesting. So check that out on Wednesday. I probably will go to that one for real. And then Friday, the 10th, Dino Ride album release with Pit Lord, Half Catholic, and Echoes and Afterthoughts. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that'd be a fun show. Friday the 10th. Um, also Friday the 10th, Hanging Fortress, Mutilation Barbecue, Gord, Embrace, and Frontal Assault. Wow. These are some death metal bands, guys. That's happening at Gabe's Oasis. It's called the Midwest Death Domination Tour. That sounds pretty sick. We don't get a lot of straight up full death metal shows in Iowa that I can remember. So yeah, I want to check that out. The same day at Roz Talks is Flux Bikes and Lazy Hex. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, at the Trumpet Blossom Cafe is the Stephanie Catlett 
band uh, with uh, Dave Helmer. Dave Helmer is going to open the show. Dave Helmer is also in Crystal City. All right. So then Saturday, the 11th, we have a show at the Gas Lamp. Um, it's One Can Stand, the National Treasures, and 10 Watt Robot, whom I don't know any of those guys, but maybe it's awesome. Probably it's name, awesome. Though, 10 Watt Robot. Yeah, I liked it. On the 12th, uh, that's a Sunday at the Scary Lark. It's going to be My Own Will, Hardship, Neck Rung, Empty Graves, and Crimson Clean Sweep. That is a River City Collective production. That's cool. Also, that same night, this time at Lefty's Live Music, Cancer Slug. I can only imagine that Cancer Slug is totally awesome uh switchblade saturdays grave corpse cores c-o-r-p-s cores grave cores and three finger betty oh man here it is this is the shit at the lift on monday the 13th bob log three there you go Mm. that's all you need to know bob log three rules (laughs) One of the funnest yes. performers I've seen, and he's consistently been super fun and amazing since I was a young person, and that's Absolutely. not a joke. So you should go see that. Anyway, that's a lot of good shows. I that's guess we're awesome, right in the right in the crotch of summer now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, man, we, we I should I be having a lot of shows. So I didn't yeah. realize that Bob Log was still doing his thing. Yeah, I did see him. Not that long ago a couple a few years and you know when someone wears like a helmet all the time Uh, yeah you don't really know anything about them you don't know if they're old if they're young i can only assume he's very old because i'm very old (laughs) we actually met him uh oh yeah traps and i actually met him out Ah, back of games nice uh, yeah yeah he at the time he seemed like he was uh probably mid-30s or something oh okay maybe thirties or something like that. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, 20, 30 years ago when that happened. Well, yes, because <laughs> maybe he was twenties. I don't know. But like <laughs> the thing is, this was in the early stages of disgruntled noise box and ah. we felt the need to sing him every song <laughs> that we were writing. <laughs> wow. Did he enjoy that? He seemed to have. Yes. He wow. thought it was pretty funny and, he told us a story about how um, on tour uh, he was like, yeah, you know, like he was telling us tour stories and mm. he actually, he seemed like he was a pretty wild guy. Um, nice. Some of the tour stories he was telling us sounded pretty wild. Uh, well, you know, the show's a little wild. I mean, it is. It's very wild. Like, I guess uh, I should warn people. There may yes, be. Yeah. It's very um, <laughs> distorted <laughs> blue. It's like the most Story yeah. blues I've with a heard. lot of drinking and maybe some lap dances. Lap dances, know, you yep. know, it happens. He'll actually have like one girl on one leg and another girl on another leg. Yeah. So what is it? What is it that he always says? Is like, I want your shit on my leg. See, okay. So Bob Lock Three is it's a little different. I should have maybe told people about that. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. Just, <laughs> just calm down. Don't yes. get all riled up about everything and just enjoy 
and Bob enjoy Lock it for three. what it is. And maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not like that so much anymore, but I, I couldn't imagine. I don't know why it would change. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I got to tell you though, when he finishes his first song and he jumps out of his seat and throws <laughs> his hands in the air yeah. and just goes, yeah, you yes. are going to love Bob Locke. It, and you then, are. That's and, it. and he, he has like a bass drum on one foot and a cymbal on another. Mm-hmm. And he just sits there and he it's it's great when he bobs his head and all you hear through the PA is <laughs> you know, like yeah, I guess it is an aviator's helmet, right? So yeah, it's of. like an it looks like uh yeah from the movie Top Gun or something. You're gonna have a blast. Yes, you Listener, should go see Bob Long goes? Three. And yeah. really, honestly, every show you mentioned sounded like a hell of a good time. I know, right? A lot of good stuff. Um the, there are some familiar names. I am familiar with Dino Ride. They're, they put on oh. a really great show. Really great show. Um, and then there was somebody else. Oh, uh, Lazy Hex. Do you know Mark Showalter, Eric? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's uh, he's in Lazy Hex. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Sweet. So you know that that's going to be some yeah. electronic weirdness going on. <laughs> yeah. Probably some, I would assume, improv yeah. Though I don't know, maybe they actually have songs cool. structures. I don't. I don't really know. I'm gonna have to check that out. I did not realize he was a part of that. That's yep, cool. he's a part of Lazy Hex, and so nice. that's uh, yeah, yeah. So all that stuff sounds really, really good. Well, folks, I think yeah. we're about ready to close camp, aren't we, Eric? Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm still working on my burrito daddy logo. So. Yeah, the burrito daddy logo. That's um, right. We learned about the new burrito daddy that's coming oh, to town. God damn. That's even just saying it. Hearing someone else say it just kills. You're just I'm so really, excited. Oh, I'm just you're really into that idea. Uh-huh. And why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. T-shirts coming yeah. soon, folks. T-shirts, burrito daddy t-shirts. <laughs> oh, burrito bondage. Oh God. Oof. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all have yourself a good day, night, week, year. Whenever you get around yeah. to listening. See to you this. next Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Oof. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna menopause it like i wear t-shirts and jeans well who the fuck doesn't that shit sucks